Welcome to Triple Play Fantasy, your weekly fantasy football show. We're getting you ready for week eight, so stay tuned. Everyone, this is Zach at FF Trooper Batman, and I am joined today by the great Doc at Trip Play Fantasy. How's it going today, Doc? Going all right, Zach. I'm curious if you actually know my real name. Yeah, I know it's Eric. Okay, and I, I, you know, I, I knew it was, but just good banter. I literally have have your name in my phone as Eric, not Doc. Ah, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Like, why are you texting your Doc at Wednesday at two thirty? <laughs> got fantasy questions for him. Uh, but, but for those of you who are not watching baseball, we appreciate it because it is still football season. Uh, so It's basketball season. It's opening night for the NBA. That's true. You might also be watching basketball. This is tough. Hockey's back live. too. Yeah, we're, I'm a Caps fan. Hockey's not back this season. It's been rough. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> so if you are watching live, we appreciate it. Um, if you're not watching live, we, we appreciate you watching it after afterwards. Make sure you like, subscribe, all that fun stuff, because this is Triple A Fantasy. So we still have you covered for basketball. We got you covered for baseball. We don't really do hockey, sorry. Um, but maybe we will if, if we get enough interest. So uh, check that out. But let's just get right into reviewing week eight or week seven. It'll be real brief. Just touch on it real quick. What's your one takeaway from week seven? So you know how sometimes when you stream defenses, you're just looking about picking against an opposing offense, right? We need to start throwing the Raiders in that conversation of streaming defenses against the Raiders. The Raiders have scored 20 or more points once this season, and they've played seven games. That was 21 points against the Patriots. But their point totals, 17, 10, 18, 17, 17, 21, 12. They're either going to have a non-mobile Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback or Brian Hoyer. They could be in sell mode if they uh, trade Devontae Adams. And Josh Jacobs is a shell of himself from last season. So you look at the next three weeks, they have the Lions, which are probably rostered, but the Giants, Jets, Raiders, Dolphins. So if you're in a position where you can look forward and maybe you you aren't set at a defensive uh, or special teams, I'd look at who's ever streaming the Raiders. No, that's fair. And I mean, even with Jimmy G coming back, he's not going to take the offense to another level. He's been just as bad as their backups. I said that was one of the worst signings, like three years, 60 million. I hammered all of his unders because I knew he wouldn't stay healthy. Has he ever? No. And that's the thing is he's in a less creative scheme with worse offensive linemen. Yeah. And as much as I love Josh Jacobs as a player, and I love all of his opportunities. It's It's been brutal. Um, I mean, I think going into last week, he might have led all running backs in opportunities per game. He had like, I think, 23 and a half, which is insane. And that's, in fantasy football, we tell you to chase volume. But unfortunately, like, they're just not getting close enough to the end zone to really feel like he's going to bring you what you need. They essentially have two and a half weapons on offense. Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, and I say half of Jacoby Myers. But... 
if you don't have chemistry, like think there is such a lack of chemistry on that team. I just, I, Zach, I was really big on Josh Jacobs last season. I preferred him over Saquon and the receipts on Twitter say that. Um, I was fading him completely this year because even with the volume, you were drafting him based off of if he could do anything remotely as close as last year. Yeah, no, I was all on Josh Jacobs last year, so that was great for me. But And I definitely faded him this year because of his contract situation and holding out, and I figured he'd have to get off to a slow start, which he has, but it's just that offense is not just not doing what you want it to do. And we say this, but it's crazy they're three and four. Yeah. But, I mean, you could say the same thing about, I mean, what are the Steelers? Are they – they fall don't, don't don't bring up the Steelers, man. I picked the Rams in my survivor pool. But are the Steelers four and two? Am I crazy? Is that what it was? Uh the Steelers are, I want to say they are four and two. Like how how insane is that? How like their offense looks horrible. They haven't had I, th- I think I saw a stat. They haven't had a what 350 yards of offense and since like 2020 or something crazy like that. Like it's like 53 games. I think it's now it's 54 games. Yet they're finding ways to win. I mean, that's all on Tomlin. And he's not going to win coach of the year yet. He really should. Ooh, that's a spicy take. And I'm not a Seagulls fan whatsoever, but I feel like he gets overlooked too many times. The fact that he has never had a losing season with some of those teams he's put out there, not his fault. And um, to me, that's coaching. Um, But my one takeaway from week seven, we've talked too much about week seven because it's already in the past, but long-term success is process over results for fantasy football. And by that, I mean focus on talent over predicting game script because there's so much variance week to week. I mean, who saw the 49ers losing to the Vikings? I mean, you're a 49ers fan, so you just assume you're going to blow it. But nobody saw that coming. I mean, we all thought Ayuk was, had a great matchup. He's talent. So you want to keep playing. He didn't work out for you. You got to keep playing those kind of plays. Whereas there's other guys that are just going to go off randomly. You can't predict it. You can't chase those random boom bust plays you really got to focus on like we talked about volume before and really focus on talent because if you keep playing your talented players they're going to hit more than they're going to miss they're still going to miss so overall you're going to come out hopefully positive by the end of the season but if you keep trying to chase it you're going to keep missing it every time and that's when your team's just gonna your record is going to be terrible you're not making the playoffs boom bust is for dfs you know that that's when you do want to chase those guys like i agree with you zach a lot of these guys you probably took in higher rounds. So are you going to bench people that you spent high draft capital on? Yeah. And there's some, we completely whiffed on some guys and I get it. And those guys, you, you just got to sniff it out and bench them or, or drop them. And then there's some guys who, like who had Puka Nakua uh, as good as he's going to be. So if you got him, if you, if you drafted him super late or you picked him up, you're starting him every week now because he's shown his talent, but there's other players that like Gabe Davis, He's had flashes in the pan, but you can't reliably start him every week. You can't chase that. So that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying like we we try to get too fancy sometimes. We're like, oh, this is a great, great matchup. Game script. He's gonna get a lot of touches. They're gonna great all this stuff, and it doesn't work out. They're not. You count Davis as a fancy player. Uh, I count him as we game script him too much. So I'll give you. Let me give you a couple names, and you'll tell me if you'll start him over Gabe Davis, Christian Watson. No, but I'm I've never been a Christian Watson person. Okay. Um let me think. Uh I would say Jordan Addison, but he had a good game yesterday. Uh Tyler eh, Tyler Lockett, I would start over. 
But he's had a rough season so far. But yeah, I'm still. But he's a great example of like DeAndre still, Hopkins. He's still talented. Hopkins, I don't want to touch that offense. So you would take Gabe Davis over him in that situation, yes. Because Gabe Davis has four touchdowns this year. He has a 92 yep. yard game, 100 yard game. The the good thing for him is his four touchdowns have come in four separate games. So he looks exactly like he's done really well for you. But if you really dig into it, he he hasn't had that many really actual good games like that you can like bank on. But yeah, but he's one of those where like he's in the middle. I needed him to get a touchdown this week. We're just bringing up a lot of sore subjects. Sorry. Um, But we'll move on to week eight. So let's talk about bye weeks real quick. Great news. There are none. We went from six to zero. Love the NFL schedule. Um, Don't get too too excited, though, because when you look at the week 10, there's only four teams for week 10. I know we're skipping ahead. But week 10, uh, go ahead and check out those teams that are on bye. Three out of four, you're not going to enjoy having to bench those players. So good luck. Get ready for week 10. But let's go on to injury update. I'm just going to go through a few players, and then we'll kind of talk about how it relates to fantasy for a few of them. Jalen Hurts has a knee issue. We have no idea the severity. We're hoping he keeps playing. He had to wear a brace. We don't know what's going on. Deshaun Watson's shoulder. Before we recorded this, it came out that structurally everything still looks good. Still working on range of motion and strength and all that stuff. Who knows if he's playing this week? We have no idea. Jerome Ford, high ankle sprain. He's going to be out at least a few weeks. Bijan Robinson. Apparently had headaches the night before the game. They kind of played him, kind of didn't play him. Really weird to put him in with 33 seconds left in the game. Um, but if you, unless he's out, I'm, you're probably starting to be John Robinson. We'll get there. Christian Watson feels like he's always hurt. He's got a knee issue. Prognosis is positive, but we still don't know this early in, in the week. Jalen Waddell had a back issue, took him out on Sunday. He seems like he's been banged up a lot this this season. We don't know if he'll be ready to return. Luke Musgrave, an ankle injury. Wouldn't shock me if he misses, but too early to tell. Gerald Everett had a quad issue. You're probably not playing Gerald Everett anyway. And then Zach Ertz. He also had a quad issue, which we just found out he got put on IR today. Um, So just a quick pick up Trey McBride. If you're watching this live, you got waivers still. Go get McBride. So I want to ask you. Zach took and lost in one of his leagues to keep Trey McBride. So lead by example, Zach. Yeah, it didn't feel good, but I already knew I was going to lose, so it, I didn't want to drop him. Uh, so it worked out, still lost. <laughs> but at least I have Trey McBride now. Um, so with the Browns, is there anyone on the Browns that you can start right now with not knowing if Watson's playing, P.J. Walker, Jerome Ford's now out? I mean, Kareem Hunt's been banged up. So I'd say you're starting anybody? Amari Cooper, and you're playing Kareem Hunt in deep leagues. I'd say a 14-team league. You fire up Kareem Hunt. Pierre Strong two... out-touched him. Yeah, but Kareem Hunt got the goal line carries. Yeah, but he's a little banged up too. I'm curious to see. That's assuming that he's healthy. I know yeah. he has the quad issue. Um, like, for example, I'm in a guillotine league, and I might have to start Kareem Hunt. There's 11 people left, and you know, two running backs, three wide receivers, two flexes, where they're just going to get – at least somewhat of a workload like that, that running back room is, has a little bit more clarity because it'll just be Kareem Hunt and Pierre strong rather than like the Rams and who is going to get touches there. Or if anybody besides CMC is going to get touches on the 49ers and you're thinking about playing Mitchell or Elijah May or Jordan Mason or Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. I just, I don't feel good about starting Amari Cooper. I don't feel good if you have to start Kareem Hunt. 
David and Joku. Like, I'm not inspired to touch any Browns right now until we get some some clarity. Because PJ Walker, no offense to him, props to him for for being in the NFL, but he's not an, a good quarterback. And until Deshaun Watson's shoulder is ever good night, whatever whatever we're talking about, his shoulder. I mean, he looked terrible while he was still in. So we'll see. Um, but I don't feel good about my Browns. So Bijan Robinson, we mentioned he had a unexpected off week where he barely played. If he's active, though, I'm assuming you have to start him every week. Yeah, I would have advised to not bet on him like I did. Um, I would stay away from props, but you spent a first round pick on him and he's shown explosiveness. The one thing about fantasy and Zach, you, you kind of touched about it over earlier is the unpredictability. You have to play your studs because when Bijan does get touches and he's been getting around 12 to 14 a game, he's made the most of them. I think the Falcons are going to be under more scrutiny for not disclosing that in the injury report. So I would think that they kind of would be on their, you know, quote unquote, best behavior with Bijan the rest of the year. Yeah. It's shocking to me too. He doesn't have a rushing touchdown yet. No. He has a receiving touchdown. He doesn't. Have Desmond Ritter has more t- rushing touchdowns than him. Yeah. So does Algier. I'm well. The Algier is a little bit of a given. Zach, I was thinking about this the other day. There might not be a team where more fantasy players are picked, but there is more frustration in the history of football. Like you probably spent an early round pick on Drake London. Obviously, Kyle Pitts was a later uh, redraft pick, but a huge dynasty asset. Same with Bijan. All of these guys that are really hyped up. Well, this is what happened. All three of them were drafted in the top 10 of the NFL draft. Yes. So why would you not want to take them in fantasy? Exactly. And then their backups are playing more than them. Matt Collins outsnapped Drake London in week one. Yeah, it's been insane. I've never seen this before. (laughs) You might not ever see it again. It's incompetent. Yeah, it's crazy. Yet they're still winning, so... There's the NFC South for you. Um, and then my last one I want to touch on injury-wise, we, we mentioned him earlier with, with an example, is Christian Watson. Is there anyone on the Packers that you can start right now? Because I don't feel good about that offense at all. Honestly, A.J. Dillon in a deeper league, I wouldn't even start Aaron Jones because he's been get, playing limited snaps and you never know if the hamstring will act up again. Yeah. We need to see him have at least one good week before we can put him back in our starting lineup. Yeah. That offense has been stagnant. I wouldn't, like I said, A.J. Dillon in a 12-team league, I would start at a flex. That's probably it. Yeah, we talked about it. I remember what, like week three, we talked about how Jordan Love had got off to a, a great start, and I had mentioned that he had some great defensive matchups, and he really didn't look that good. He was just throwing touchdowns, and then he started playing some tougher defenses. There's more tape on him now. and I was going to say there's more tape. Yeah, he's throwing it deep, but he is not accurate deep, and it just doesn't look good. That offense, this struggling, the offensive line issue. I mean, Bakhtiari's done for the season. They've just been hit hard. Um, it's hard to trust anybody on that offense. So moving off the injuries, let's make you some money, hopefully. Do you have a favorite bet for week eight? Zach, I wanted to try to find another one, but I love the Falcons minus 2.5 at Tennessee for minus 110. With Tennessee, we don't even know who's starting a quarterback right now, assuming it's Malik Wills. I read a stat the other day that if he started a full 16-game season, he would be on pace to be the most sacked quarterback in a season. And that's beating Sam Howell, who right now is on pace 
to get sacked, I think, 96 times, they said. So the Falcons coming off uh, a great win on the road. Um, You know, the Titans are are tanking right now. Who's to say that the trade deadline is a week from today? Who's to say Mm -hmm. before the weekend they don't limit somebody's touches or trade somebody so that they can maximize their value? But I've, I want to say I've been wrong on my bets recently, and I've been cold. I feel better that you like this. Yeah, no, I put that down as mine as well. And I love the Titans' uh, uniforms for this week. And maybe I'm hoping that gets people a little overconfident on the Titans. But to me, um, Atlanta, m- minus two and a half. I mean, that just feels like like easy money. And I know no bet is easy money. but And we just talked about how frustrating that offense is. They're still winning. They're still play- their defense is solid, not great, but solid. But I mean, the Titans have a solid defense. That offense is atrocious right now. So even Derrick Henry feels like he's lost a step. That offensive line is not helping him. Um, yeah, give me, give me the give me the Falcons. I don't. I mean, I still have a, a field goal still covers me. Like it's two and a half. It's money line minus one. Money line is minus one thirty. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, we do have a question. Thank you, Josh, for tuning in. So we have, would you trade Russ and Shahid for Burrow? It's a 20 man PPR. His roster is Russ, JT, Aaron Jones, Tyreek Hill, Christian Kirk, Komet, Jacoby Myers. So he's got some solid guys, 20 man PPR. So, um, I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming your quarterbacks are a big deal in this kind of league. We've talked about one QB leagues before, how they don't really matter. And a 20 man roster or league, it does matter. Um, yeah, I have no issue trading Russian Shahid for Burrow. Absolutely. It Burrow's sounds like Shahid is your fourth. Yeah, it sounds like Shahid is your fourth wide receiver. And the thing with Russ, like we, we talk about the uncertainty with Burrow's injury, and that's a risk that you're taking, which is probably why he's you can even get him for this price. But there is a chance that Russ gets benched at the end of the season. There's a chance that Russ gets benched next week. You think that early? I don't think it could happen. I'm just saying there's a chance. It's not an absolute zero. What 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 percentages would you say Russell Wilson gets benched next week? Who do they have this week? Who are they playing? They are when playing. When is their by? Kansas City, I believe. Oh, they're gonna get spanked by Kansas City. They're playing Kansas City in Denver. Yeah, I could see. Maybe he doesn't get benched for this for like a whole week. I could see him getting benched in game. I Which mean, is just I, as bad. that's protecting your investments. All right, so they have Chiefs this week, then at Bills um, after their bye, then Vikings and Browns at home. It wouldn't shock me if they come out of their bye week and he's not the starter. What odds? Uh, I would put it at right now at least. We'll give it 33%. It's a one Ooh, You should tweet that out, Zach. I, I'm not a spicy person like that. I'll save it. No, you gotta no, come. You, you gotta come watch the show for these kind of hot takes. No, you should. But yeah, but for Josh, uh, to me, I I feel like you're not risking anything. Burrow is worth the risk, and you look like you struggling at running back, which this trade doesn't impact you, and you look like you're set at wide receiver, and this trade is not going to hurt your wide receiver depth. So, I like the trade for you. All right. If there's any more questions, go ahead and put that in YouTube or Facebook. Um, unfortunately, Twitter or X doesn't allow us to take those questions or see them at least. All right. So we covered our favorite bet. We had the same one. 
I like it, which means you know the Titans are going to stomp the Falcons, which sucks, but but <laughs> I feel like it's a good bet. Now on to my favorite segment, real and spectacular or fake. So for those of you who don't watch Seinfeld, which both of us love Seinfeld, um, you'll understand the reference. But basically, do you believe in what I'm telling you or do you think it is fake? So the first statement, Brees Hall is currently RB19 in PPR. That's a fact. He will finish the season as a top 12 running back. Is that real and spectacular or fake? I'll say real and spectacular because of the volume. We thought it was going to be, you know, maybe a 50-50, we'll say 60-40 timeshare with Dalvin Cook. Obviously, the Jets' offense has looked much different going into week eight than we thought when the season started. It's crazy to think it's already been seven weeks since Aaron Rodgers or six weeks since he tore uh, his Achilles. But, yeah, he's been getting more volume each week. And barring injury, he has the explosiveness to be a top 12 running back. Yeah, no, I think it's real spectacular. Even if he comes up short, you're going to start him every week going forward. He's got much better matchups. We always knew he had a tough, what, first six weeks and he had to buy. They were rough matchups. He was coming off his injury. Honestly, he looked way better, way sooner than I expected. And I have him in my home league. I can't wait to, to get to play him the rest of the season. Um, it feels like a little biased after I said it like that. But, I mean, I liked him if I didn't even have him on my team. Uh, but for me... He just looks explosive, and that's what we were afraid of, and he's already proven he can do it. There's not a whole lot going on that offense outside of him because Zach Wilson is hit or miss going to Garrett Wilson, which is great when he does, but it feels like their best chance to put up points, which is what they're trying to do with their – they have a great defense. They've shown if they can just score a little bit, they can win some some tight matchups. So I'm liking um, Brees Hall, and I could easily see him getting in the top 12, assuming – Again, we're always going to assume health with these kind of questions. So assuming he stays healthy, which I, I, I can't say he's going to get hurt. I can't say he's going to stay healthy, so I'm going to go with top 12. All right, my next one. Calvin Ridley is wide receiver 37 in PPR after being the wide receiver 6 in week 1. So real and spectacular fake, he is cooked and only flex-worthy the rest of the season. I think that's fake, and it's crazy to say he would be cooked he just had time off for personal issues slash gambling rather than an injury. Uh, Calvin Ridley has had eight or more targets in four out of the seven games. He had seven in one of those games. He's had a couple of dud weeks. He hasn't gotten in the end zone since week four, and he only has one other touchdown on the season. I think it's just going to – he's going to have some boom weeks. We've seen it week one. He is going to have some bust weeks. I think there is more volatility with Calvin Ridley than we thought entering the year, but I think he can still give you a low end wide receiver one any given week. Cool. I'm going to agree with my statement of it's real spectacular. And I'm also going to agree with my statement. That it's fake. And I'm going to, I'm playing both sides on this. And the fact that he is, I think to me, wide receiver three flex worthy going forward, but that doesn't mean you can't start him. So I think he's gotten to the point where like he's Christian Kirk to me is the wide receiver one on that team. Travis Etienne has been scoring like crazy. He's not going to keep up that pace, but it's been insane. Trevor Lawrence looks solid, but not great yet. Um, they've had some tough matchups. He should have some better matchups coming up, but it's hard for me to start him and trust him. So if you are only starting two wide receivers and you have a better flex option, whether it's a running back or another wide receiver, I have no problem with you benching Calvin Ridley. To me, he's more in that wide receiver three territory. So depending on your league setup, that 
could mean he's a starter for you every week because you have to start three plus another flex or two. Um, or maybe you are able to bench him. So that's why I'm kind of playing the middle there where I wouldn't say he's cooked cooked, but I also don't think he is the wide receiver one wide receiver two. We were hoping he was going to be after that week one performance. That's fair. All right. And the last statement, Mark Andrews is tied in two in points per game at 15.6. He's behind Travis Kelsey. No shocker there at 20.8. So basically a five point difference, which is pretty significant points per game. Andrews has been the better value this season based on ADP since he was drafted two rounds later than Kelsey. Is that real and spectacular or is that fake? We're talking normal scoring, not Scott Fishbowl scoring, right? No, no, normal, just PPR scoring. I would say that's real and spectacular. And, you know, obviously every draft is different. Um, in a non-PPR league, Travis Kelsey went second in a 12-team league. I saw him go as high as four and five in other drafts. It was his pre ankle sprain week one. Um, but Mark Andrews, you could probably get in the third round this year. Mm -hmm. He has at least five targets in every game. Zach, I heard this stat on Get Up from RG3 today that Lamar got the most yak from his pass catchers or slash running backs, 196, than any other game in his career. And now the Ravens offense is finally kind of clicking what we thought it would from a passing perspective where he can throw 364 through the air and three touchdowns and it's not reliant on his legs as much yeah and i think it's real spectacular too and i know it sounds crazy when i said when both of us are saying andrews is more valuable than kelsey but what we're saying is he's more valuable at his adp cost um so we're looking at a first round pick or a third round pick basically at standard adps from, from consensus adps and think about who you could have taken in the first round if you didn't take kelsey um so Tyreek Hill was up around there who's gone off. A.J. Brown was up there who's gone off. I mean, there's plenty of guys you could have gotten and then had Mark Andrews. Or you take Travis Kelsey, and then how many misses have we had in round three so far this season during ADP? Like, there's a lot of wide receivers we thought were going to be good and some running backs that just have not hit yet. A lot of those wide receivers like Waddle, Higgins, Devontae Smith. Uh, Pittman just, to some extent. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them were coming up in round three. So that's why I feel like he is more valuable. Now that five points per game difference is insane. Like that's insane. Like when you really, it's almost a touchdown difference. So they're both helping you win. So there's no disagreement there that Kelsey has been amazing. He's a rock star. I'm just saying that if you look at who, like if we put two players together with Andrews, let's give you Andrews and AJ Brown or Kelsey and Waddle. T Higgins. I mean, Tegan's been hurt. We'll go with Waddle. He's played most of the season. He's banked up here or there. But, like, like, yeah, you're going to pick the Andrews side. So that's why I feel like he is more valuable from an ADP standpoint, which that seems Lamar, crazy. Lamar Jackson has ran the ball 69 times this year, and he has nice. one carry for more or 20. <laughs> one carry for 20 or more yards, which means a lot of them – are scampers to get first downs or he's going out of bounds. We don't see him run for 50 or 60 yards that he used to, which means that he's passing the ball more on offense. And I think that's what we've really seen. Andrews have the consistency because Andrew used to, Andrews used to be a little bit uh, touchdown dependent. Yep. And, and I think now, honest, most tight ends are. Yeah. And uh, we got another question before we go to our next segment. So John senior, appreciate you guys. You watching hope all is well. You too. Someone offered me Puka for Waddle. So one is this PPR scoring, because honestly, that does kind of make a little difference. But 
It also depends on what the rest of your team looks like, what your record. But no, this is this is this is no this Zach. I'm I'm not going to let I, you get out of this one. This is I'm receiver for receiver. I'm taking. It sounds crazy. I'm taking Puka. That's. Let me see the upcoming matchup for. Uh, they play. I mean, Waddle's got a back injury right now. We don't know England. how severe it is. Backs backs don't just heal overnight. Even if he can Has, play, uh, he's gonna have, be. Have the Rams you know, had their bye week? This is this Rams is gonna. Have, this, I don't know. I this is this this is gonna be the deciding factor for me. They have not, because I was okay. gonna say Rams had their bye week, and you were gonna get one more week out of Puka than you were at Waddle. I would have said for sure. I'm still gonna take Waddle barely because of that offense. Because I get what you're saying, and that's why I hesitated. But for me. I'm not even a big Puka person. Like I see people, especially on like Twitter that are just like Puka crazy, which I'm happy for them. He's doing great. He proved me wrong, but I don't know. Like if Waddle didn't have a back injury, I feel like it'd be an easy Waddle for me. That back injury scares me. He's been banged up too much. And like I said, back spasms, back tightness, all that, like that just doesn't go away. He has such like, a that's good just floor be though. He has such a good floor though. Does he? Uh, I'll read his game log. Four for 78, four for 86, four for 46, five for 35 and a touchdown on 10 targets, seven for 51 and a touchdown on nine targets, six for 63. That's a good four. Right. Now read Puka. Okay. But my my point was his value is also tied to Stafford, who I think is more susceptible to injury. Obviously, you could say concussions with Tua. I don't think that's as much longer or going to affect him this season. Um, but I think with Stafford, if he gets hurt, that's Puka's value. But you can say the Puka's... same thing about Tua with Waddle. If anybody in starting QB gets hurt, they're, they're done. Like To me, Stafford has not looked old this season like he did last year. Who are you more worried about from a non-concussion injury standpoint, Stafford or Tua? Honestly, it's the same to me because all it takes is one one hit. Okay. Well, I'm more fit, concerned about Stafford, so that's why I would go Waddle. But I can't blame – you know, this, this is what's good about having two people on the show is I think both sides are valid, except for Zach's. <laughs> I would say it's a, it's a fair trade. The fact that we're both splitting it, and that's why you're asking this question, so we appreciate you coming on. And I'm sorry we didn't help you in the fact that one of us said one thing and one of us said the complete opposite. But I think that just shows you that it's a fair trade. So you have to make that decision. It's your team. It's not ours. What is your gut telling you? And do you believe this trade makes your team better? And if you can't say yes, then don't make the trade. And if you like the trade and you feel good about it, then then go for it. Whether it's you're agreeing with me or, or agreeing with with Doc. That, that's how I look at trades and anyone's fantasy team is. At some point, if it's fair, it's even, go with your gut. But we appreciate you watching and getting your question on here. So we will go to the last, uh, no, we got two more segments. We got... Who are you eating off your roster? So who are you kicking to the curb? Um, I shouldn't have had him on any rosters because, you know, I had a lapse in moral judgment. But Deshaun Watson, I wouldn't even say he's a bench spot at this point. And I say this as he's owned 75.1% of ESPN leagues. And even if you're hoping that this shoulder issue goes away, Deshaun Watson is QB 32 on the year. I know he has missed two games, but – he has every reason to not play. That contract was fully guaranteed. 
And props for the Ravens, and I don't say this often because I dislike the Ravens, for putting their foot down and not one-upping that. Because that is arguably now the worst contract in the history of sports if it plays out the rest like we're assuming it will. Um, but yeah, with Deshaun Watson, I know he had two 20-point fantasy games earlier this year, but that team is banged up, and you can feel better about yourself at the end of the day. Fair enough. Uh uh, you would have thought this player was already yeeted, but he's just so hard to, to quit, but he, he's got to be yeeted. It's Jahan Dotson. He's still 54% rostered on sleeper. So over half of you out there won't let him go. Wide receiver 61 in PPR. His best finish. So this is his best week. Wide receiver 28 in week four with 12.7 PPR points. And that's just because he had a touchdown that week. He had his most yarded this week. That's an interesting time you're yeeting him. Well, okay. I'm glad you asked that because I'm going to ask a question to you. Okay. How many times do you think he's had more than 30 yards this season? More than 30 yards. Oh, that well, that's cheating because I have it up right now. Correct. But what would you have thought if you didn't see that? I would have said twice. Okay. He's had it three times. No, he's had it twice. He's 30 or more? 30 or more. Uh, sorry, more than 30. Sorry. More okay. Than he had yeah. 31 times. So more than 30. Okay. Yeah, I would have said twice. twice. Yeah, but but his high, like you said, was last week, 43 yards. What are you doing with that? He has so one that, touchdown on the season. So I, to me, that's somebody that I would throw in as a sweetener on a trade. You can try to throw him on a trade, but you might not have time. Okay, so Just, so this this is the perfect example. That person would probably, if if the the guy that asked the question, Josh, before, hadn't said Russ and Shahid, and he had said, hey, I'll give you Russ and Jahan Dotson, that's a perfect sweetener because I think he's getting scooped up right away. And if it was the game before, or I won't even say the game before because he had one target, but the game before that against the Bears on Thursday night where he went three for 30 on five targets, okay, I'm a little bit more fine yeeting him. But he had a second uh, season high in targets with eight and a season high in yardage. And I'm not saying 43 is something to brag about, but I'm saying it's trending in the right direction. I I'd rather just drop him off my team, let someone else pick him up, and then you can put him in your starting lineup and get nothing from him again. All right, wait, Zach. Let's have a friendly bet because you're getting ready to go on a cruise. Let's, All right. let's bet each other's next drink at the bar. Okay. All right. What would you set? What would you set his yardage at this week, Mister Pessimist? Yard. Who are they playing this week? That's They're about playing Philly. Care. They're playing Philly. Oh, Philly. When he All when right. he played Philly this year earlier, he had 27 yards. So. You know what? Let's set it. He's going to set a new high this season, over 43 yards. I No, you got to give me some value on there. How Here, let, me, let me find his season average. And his I'll season average has to be like 27 yards. Okay, I'm going to pull up. While, while we go to the next segment, I'm going to pull up what his average would be right now. All right. I mean, you seem so, so All sure right, so, that he's trending in the right direction. How is he not going to beat 43 yards? All right, so he is averaging right now 23.14 yards. I oversold game. him. I'll <laughs> I'll bump I'll bump that up to 27 or I'll give you 30. 30 cuz that's the number you brought up. 30 will say it's it's no less than 30. I you owe me a drink and that's next literally time- that, that could be one big play from him. I I'll exactly. give you 40. I'll give you 40. It sounds like you're scared. I'm not scared. I'm just saying this. That's just not smart betting because it only takes one play. 
I don't know if I'll do it for 40, but I hope he does. All right, we'll, we'll talk about it after the show then. But yeah, that proves my point that he's averaging 23 yards. That's Gosh, I hope he gets an 80-yard play, the 80-yard touchdown the first play of the game. You might have hey, to block my number and find And I'd be happy who- for him, but let's be honest, no one's starting him, so it doesn't even matter. Um, but let's go to your favorite segment, random tight end touchdown of the week. We haven't hit yet. It was just National Tight End Day this past week, which you would have thought we would hit it, but all the big names got it. So now it's time for the little guys the week after National Tight End end Day. Who is scoring a touchdown this week? All right. So for me, I'm going – I think that this is the one. I am saying Durham Smythe, and I might change it by the end of, of this segment after I do a little bit more research, he caught my uh, but, but uh, Dolphins Patriots have an over under of 47, which is the second highest of the weekend. He has one target over the last three weeks, but he had, <laughs> he had 15 over the first four. So I think new England takes Tyreek Hill away. And I think Durham Smythe sneaks in for a touchdown. All right. I like it. My random tight end touchdown of the week is going to Tommy Tremble. And for those of you who don't know who that is, he's on Carolina Panthers. He's got a good matchup this week versus Houston. He just came off a bye week. The week before his bye week, he had a season-high snap share of 45%. This is why it's a random tight end touchdown. Uh, Two targets, also a season-high. Two receptions from those two targets, season-high. And 25 yards, you bet it, a season-high. That's what I'm saying. He's on the upward. He's, he's due. The week before that, week five, he had a one-yard touchdown catch from his only target. The, the 1-1-1 stat line that we love to see. So he is my random tight end touchdown of the week. Book it. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't know if this is – I kind of like Cody Parkinson. I'm going to switch it. All right. On the fly. It's, 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 a, Cody Park, it's a Cody Parkinson week. All right. Let's see. I probably won't be. I should just be betting the unders on all of these touchdowns. Absolutely. Uh, The odds wouldn't actually even be good. You'd have to do a massive random tight end parlay to to get even decent odds. But that's okay. That'd actually be really funny to do a massive parlay and and blow it because someone actually did get a random touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a Seinfeld. uh, You ever seen that Twitter account? Like 21st century Seinfeld? Yep. George loses a parlay because he bets on a bunch of tight ends to not get touchdowns and one accidentally scores. Yeah. I, I kind of want you to do it now. But we'll, we'll, <laughs> let's put $5. I'll have, to, I'll have to think of like 15 random tight ends <laughs> just to get some value. That you actually get odds on. No, I love that. Uh, but that is the end of our show. We appreciate the ones that were able to watch it when they weren't watching baseball or hockey or basketball. We, we appreciate you. If you're... If you're watching this not live, make sure you go ahead, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Like I said, we got you covered with lots of sports, but obviously we're focused on football on this show. So we appreciate you all. Good luck. I will not be here next week. As Doc mentioned, I will be celebrating Halloween in the middle of the Caribbean on a cruise ship. So the guys will hold it down for me. Yeah. Got to take the family out, have a good time. Um, So I will be off the grid, which will be great. I'm excited. So thank you all for for holding it down for me. Can't wait to be back to talk week 10. That's crazy that we're already talking week 10. Uh, So let's get through week eight first. Let's go win some money. Let's go win some matchups. And I will see you all for week 10, but Doc's got you for week nine. So thank you all. 
have a great night. And if you're watching this live, have a great day.